Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We got to mention how hilarious that is that they hired that they hired or promoted Hudson. Now, yes. Now, if Greg Hudson got a job in the SEC, then I'd be like, you know, maybe he might succeed. <laughs> but I cannot believe they promoted Hudson. That's going to be their answer. Oh my god! The fact oh that my god! Hudson's on their staff to be promoted. Well, I think he's a decent linebackers coach. Okay. I, uh, uh, but I mean, maybe not as weren't that bad the last couple of years. But. And he did and he's responsible for building that up, him and Freeman. I remember when the Packers hired Ron Zook as the special teams specialist. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Thankfully that's not the worst of the Packers issues right now. But still it's like we have freaking Ron Zook on the on the team still. Did the did the Packers win today? Yeah, after almost blowing a 31-3 to lead. So whenever you're ready, I can do our intro. I know you put the music in later, so. Yeah, I highly doubt we'll have a cold up, and we'll see what I work in with uh, me ranting about Ron Zook. <laughs> the Zooker. Oh, head, water, head, head water skiing coach. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hammer and Rails podcast. I know that we have been missing for a couple of weeks here, but we've finally managed to scrape together some time to actually podcast. It is myself, T-Mill, leading things off and coming to us from the double A's in Michigan. We have Juan Crespo on the horn with us too. How's it going, everyone? Oh, anyway, they can't respond. What is the story of the Explorer? Ew, oh, it's, it's those sultry, sultry Hispanic tones of our Latin Lothario. 
Juan Crespo. As soon as I asked how everyone's doing, I'm like, wait, it's only two of us here. <laughs> and Mrs. Tebow just heard me. She's like, if you two need a moment alone, <laughs> Juan is the only one on with us today because Casey and Drew either A, chickened out, or B, passed out drunk. I'm betting for B. In fact, my money would be strongly on B. But uh, we do have some good news to talk about today as Purdue actually scored more points than an FBS football team. So that hadn't happened. Yeah. Celebrate. Only the fourth time ever under Daryl Hazel that they have done such a feat. And really, we don't have a right to be picky. We shouldn't care uh, that it came over Nevada, a team that is so bad they actually lost to Notre Dame. I mean, <laughs> they, they made Notre Dame's defense look good for one game. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Notre Dame's defense, we were going to talk about this later in the podcast, but uh, this is the perfect segue for it. All right. This is your two minutes, everybody, to laugh hysterically that Notre Dame has promoted former Purdue defensive coordinator Greg Hudson to def- to their defensive coordinator for the dearly departed Brian Van Gorder. <laughs> Imagine that. Notre Dame is turning to Greg Hudson to save their season. <laughs> as, as I was saying, Nebraska, Mike Riley, I don't know what he could do. Fire whoever their defensive coordinator is and hire Brian Van Gorder so that we could have this circle of laughter because Nebraska fans laugh at us for hiring Ross Ells. Now we're laughing in Notre Dame for, hi- for hiring Greg Hudson. So now, and obviously, Brian Van Gorder has to go to Nebraska to complete the circle of suck. Oh, yes, yes. And I think it's with good reason that Nebraska fans are laughing at Ross Ells. They, they warned us. They tried to warn us over the summer. Uh, but our administration did not listen. So here we are. And I do have to give Ells credit, though. He, he His defense responded yesterday. They actually got some stops. And we held a team to less than 100 yards rushing. We held a team to almost 50 yards rushing. So, this is true, but a better team would have taken an advantage of four Purdue turnovers. This this is true. This is true. I agree with that. Again, but we'll take the win, but I'm taking it with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah, it's it, we're taking it with an entire salt lick of salt at this point. As I, as I said yesterday, it's not often that we've been able to compliment this coaching staff, and I think that they actually earned a couple of compliments because Purdue did respond to those four turnovers. They only gave up 14 points off of them, and usually under Hazel, this is a team that when they face that type of adversity, they fold. And down 14-3 to three yesterday, surprisingly, they did not. They actually got better and responded. Uh, what did you see there, Juan? It was hard to tell, but yeah, like it, the defense just stepped up and made sure Nevada went score. Now, whether it was that Nevada being bad or Purdue stepping up being good, um, time will tell. But it, it's a step in the right direction, I think. I, I think the biggest one was late in the game. It was your typical spot for Purdue to fail, and Nevada had first and goal at the three. And usually in that situation, we know we're giving up the touchdown. I mean, it's just it, – it, it was setting up perfectly to give up that touchdown where you fall behind late, and then the back-breaking interception follows as Purdue's driving to try and either tie or get the lead back. But it didn't happen. Uh, uh-huh. Dewan Hunt had a couple of good plays. He especially had the one where he got the two-yard loss as they strung him out there on second down and pushed the guy, pushed, I think it was their quarterback, out of bounds. And then a five-yard loss on third down. A five-yard loss on a critical third down. Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, the defense got better, and I've got to give them credit. And then 
got to give Terry Malone, the gambler, credit for the uh, run pass option and actually going for the throat as opposed to meekly falling down and running out the clock or hoping to run out the clock or even giving them the ball back still down three. And I'm looking here at the uh, the play-by-play. Purdue didn't punt at all yesterday. Now, granted, for those drives that end in turnovers, but in all these, not a single punt. Yeah, that, that was surprising, too. The punting team was on the field once, but Daryl actually had them run the fake punt, which was another shocking moment of the day, is they ran a critical fake punt. <laughs> it didn't work, but he ran the fake yeah. punt. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm looking at that. That was at the Nevada 33. At that point, it's like, you should be going for it anyway. I always feel, you know. Uh, unless you're down 14 at home and you're at the Cincinnati 36. But... Oh, you know, <laughs> I made the mistake, because I was... For the viewers who don't know, since I'm in Michigan and I want to watch good football, I have season tickets for Michigan football. And for the Cincinnati game, I, it was at the same time as Michigan. I DVR'd it. I'm like, I know the score. I'm just going to go back and watch the Cincinnati game, see how the hell we screwed up. And, oh, gosh, that was just... I As soon as I finished watching that, I had to erase it off my DVR. <laughs> Less, less did uh, taint other football that you're watching on t- on your TV. Gotcha. Right. Because I just saw like the score updates from the game. Like I had no idea what was going on. So I'm like, okay, let me see how we screwed up. Like Blau getting nowhere. And then I'm like, wait, we're going down the field. We're in the red zone. What? Oh, interception. Oh, fumble. Just, oh, we missed an easy field goal. Come on. It's those kind of things that are so killer. And really, some of those were corrected yesterday. I mean, we have to give Dellinger credit that he did make a field goal. And uh-huh. <laughs> that's, you know, you can't take that for granted either. Right. Uh, Blau did, or not just Blau, but Bryson Hopkins, before Blau's just got awful interception, Hopkins dropped what was a sure touchdown. And oh, yeah. there was some discussion of was it overthrown? Was it, you know, was it a bad throw by Blau? That happened right in front of my seat. And it, it was, was a in catchable his ball. It yeah, was it's in, in his, his hands, hand. and, and he didn't have to stretch too much for it. But then that interception he had at the end, when they were showing the replay, Blau knew that was a bad pass the second he threw it out of his hands. But you could see he was running towards the defender as soon as he yeah. threw it. It's sort of like following your three when you're, I mean, basketball's coming up. So we got to start bringing up the basketball references again to get our viewers back. Um, 47 days. Yes. Uh, for, 46 by the time this goes out. So. Oh, yeah. This is true. It's interesting because that play that we ran there on Blau's interception, that's my goal line play when I play NCAA 14. And that's my throw, always to the fullback out of the backfield. And so, so we know how Hazel has been preparing. And, and it's funny because I always know it's like, oh, if the fullback's wide open, yes, chuck it to him. But if I see that, if I see the defender there, no, I don't throw the fullback. I try and go for the tight end or something. And it's almost like he didn't see the defender. And I'm like, no, no, don't hit the square button. Don't. Oh, you hit the square button. Well, he had another one, too, in the second quarter. It was like a lob to the fullback. But the defender was in between them the whole time. And the defender easily knocked it down. Should have intercepted it, really. Those were two of Blau's mistakes yesterday, I think. But overall, he didn't improve. He is the winningest quarterback now under Hazel. Yes, three wins. No, wait. Yeah, three no, wins. No, this was only no. He didn't have uh, he didn't have the win over Indiana State last year. This was only his second. So he's tied with Appleby mm-hmm, and Etling mm-hmm, still. Mm-hmm. No, because you got to remember, there's also the Eastern Kentucky win from this. Oh yes. So yes, you're right. Three wins. Congratulations, David Blau. You are now the winningest quarterback under Daryl Hazel. 
Yes. And don't worry, in a few weeks, people will call for your head. Sindelar will start over you. And then next season, you'll be starting at Old Miss. Uh, a few weeks. A few weeks. He People were calling for his head uh, in the second oh, yeah. quarter. If Casey and Drew were here, they would be ripping on Blau right now because they were ripping on him during uh, our group chat. I mean, personally, for me, yeah. I'm, I'm defending Blau not but. Because, like, I think Sindelar could improve the offense on the short term. But part of me is just like, I'm so sick and tired of changing quarterbacks. Purdue hasn't had the same starting quarterback for every game since 2009 with Joey Elliott. Because in 2010, yeah. the year of the ACLs, 2011 mm-hmm. is when we had the binary system with Caleb Turbush and Robert Marvin again in 2012. And then 2013 was when Hazel started the carousel of quarterbacks. So for once, maybe, just maybe... We can stick to the same starting QB because at this point we should realize the quarterback is not the issue. And really, yes, he had some mistakes yesterday and some were egregious. I know you mentioned that he had the other dropped interceptions and everything else, but he did get better. I mean, he had the throw to I mean, that was a very heady play to recognize and see because that. Hopkins was open for the clinching touchdown. If you watch the replay, I know he's already tucked the ball and was prepared to run, and then he sees how open Hopkins is. So I got to give him credit there for being able to make that play and uh, get downfield. He had a, the other touchdown to Marshall was another good throw, and you got to give credit to Marshall. I think he was a bit of an unheralded receiver yesterday, too, because he had some really big catches. He had a couple of big first downs, and then the way that he was able to fight off the defender in the end zone for that touchdown was pretty much a similar play that had been intercepted a few weeks earlier against Cincinnati and when um, I think it was the first interception of the game where he tossed it up to was it Posey yeah it was Posey and Posey wasn't able to fight him off in the air so you got to give credit to uh, Marshall for going up and getting that, and to Blau for making the throw, too. So, uh, moving forward on football, I guess, we have Maryland coming up, the Terrapins, and even though it's a conference game now, and I still can't believe it's a conference game, we're <laughs> seeking revenge for the 2006 Champs Sports Bowl, aren't we? Oh, yes. I mean, I wasn't a Purdue fan back then, but I will embrace the revenge if I have to. <laughs> Embrace the revenge, embrace the hate. Were you, were you even at Purdue then, or were you in high no, school? No, I was still living under the shadow of the Golden Dome at the time. Oh, my. I was um, all about Charlie Weiss back then. Oh, my. You had a distinct... Return to glory. Advantage. No, oh. Return to glory was Ty Willingham, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Tra- oh, no, sorry. It was the tradition was the T-shirt that year, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> they all went I... together at this point. Yeah, it's looking back when I was an Notre Dame fan. It's like looking back on an ex-girlfriend. It's like, why did I date her? <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember I was just so young, so naive. How would I have known better? That was the only thing I knew back then. Now, see, if you were a girl, you would be able to get away with the. I can't believe I'd let you put your dick in me. Damn, was not that far. <laughs> oh, I, I could make some other comments here, but then the FCC would step in. And I know the FCC doesn't control podcasts, but the FCC would still step in in, the, in that regard. <sighs> but anyway, back to Maryland. I regret to, I regret to tell our listeners out there that we are pretty much guaranteed to lose to Maryland now uh, for two reasons. 
One, Hazel has yet to win back-to-back games. If he hasn't done it by now, I don't see it coming. And two, I am going to the game. Yes, I am driving from Indianapolis all the way to the D.C. area. I'm going to be watching this game in person with my family. Ledman is going to be there as well. And Purdue's record when I go to see them play on the road, especially for the first time in a venue, is not good. The only Big Ten venue they've won during my first visit was Northwestern. And bear in mind, this will be my 10th Big Ten venue I've seen them in other than Ross-Aid. That's not bad. I'm only up to five Big Ten venues right now, so... Now, after this, all I have to do is go to Nebraska, Iowa, and Rutgers. And that includes, I've been to both Minnesota, the Metrodome, Minnesota, and TCF Bank Stadium. And we lost both of those games that I was at. So Uh at at least it's getting, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say at least here, but it is getting progressively worse because at first it was close losses or heartbreaking overtime losses. Like I was at the Indiana game in 2001 where they lost by six. I was at the Illinois game in 2002 where they lost in overtime. I was at the Minnesota game in 2005 where they lost in double overtime. I was at the Ohio State game in 2003 where they lost in overtime. Now they're just progressively getting crushed every time that I go to a place like Michigan in 2007 or Michigan State in I think it was 2008 or something. So I mean it's like they're not even favored to win these games at least. So it's not like you're bringing bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, this is true, and I have other I have other things that I'm going out there for. Like I'm going to see the Cubs play in Pittsburgh on the way out. I'm going to see a game at uh, the Nationals Park. I'm going to tour Washington D.C. So I, the infam- the inevitable Peru loss on Saturday is only going to be a slight slight nick on the trip overall. So. <laughs> But it, it's uh, Purdue's first trip to Maryland too, so it'll be interesting to see how how that plays out. How many how many Purdue fans will be showing up in our nation's capital for this one? I wouldn't bank on a lot, but who knows? Last time I heard, tickets tickets were still kind of cheap for this game on StubHub. Yes, I, so I managed to get for thirteen dollars a piece. We are sitting on the fifty yard line behind Purdue's bench, about eight rows up. You must have bought them at a good time because now I'm seeing them as cheap as uh, twenty two bucks, but in the upper decks. Oh well, so when I, I was think, looking earlier, it was. I think, uh, I think it was with about the, seven bucks with Maryland's three and zero start, that's probably helping a little bit. So, and it's also their homecoming. Is isn't this is the first of I think three homecomings we're involved in this year? I know we have Maryland. I know we have our own, and I think we have one more later on, but I'm not sure. Um, that sounds about right. I it, think we might be Nebraska's homecoming. Uh, that wouldn't surprise. That wouldn't surprise me. They're kind of angry after they lost to us last year, but yeah. Yeah, that happened, Nebraska. You lost to Purdue last year. So anytime that you think you're good, you lost to Purdue last and, year. And we took Ross Ellis, so it's even. We're we're even now, okay? Crap, we'll take Bo Pelini as our head coach if Hazel gets fired at the end of this year. You know? Ah, it, that, that's Laughing a good way to segue. That's a good way to segue uh, if Hazel gets fired. We could get less miles. Let's start it right now. I want as much as I want less miles. Like part in my back of my mind, it's like it's not gonna happen. I just know it's. Not. I, I know. I know it's not gonna happen. But okay, if it did happen, imagine if it did happen. If we were able to go out there, 
and shock everybody by getting less miles to West Lafayette. What? What? I mean, I, I can't. I don't even know. I would be. I would be beside myself with joy. Uh, you know, a guy that a guy that was winning. He, he never won less than eight games, and most times he won ten games. He played for two national championships and won one. What the hell were you thinking, LSU? Jeez. Yeah, it's and the fact that they were, they fired him now. Because they're afraid that he would improve throughout the year and make it harder for him, make it harder to fire him later. And then they paid him, what, $14 million in a buyout? Exactly. So come on, Les, play for us. We'll, we'll give you a challenge. Right. I mean, you are, you got enough money in the bank. I mean, maybe that helps Purdue if they were to give him a call. You know, land around West Lafayette is cheap. He could probably buy the entire city if he wanted to. I mean, he, he oh, here, here's another factor. Here's another factor. Michigan didn't hire him a few years ago when they went after Rich Rod. And isn't he a Michigan man? Technically, yes. Ah, and who's on the schedule um, schedule next year? Who's on the schedule next year? That's our homecoming game next year. I definitely plan on coming. I'm going to call that. For me, that game is going to be the return of the prodigal son, even though I go to many Purdue games. Um, Oh, well, yes. But but first of all, I can guarantee you that uh, Michigan fans, in hindsight, are like, well, this has worked out so far. So, Uh, well, no, no, we got to get him. He's got he's got to come back because he wants revenge. He wants revenge that they didn't bring him back to Ann Arbor. Yes. Many people were uh, pointing out, well, no, because he was hired. I think Dave Brandon was trying to interview him, but Dave Brandon being Dave Brandon, if you thought Morgan Burke was a bad athletic director, uh, just look at Dave Brandon, uh, completely screwed up getting Les Miles back then, too. So, I mean, obviously, many people have pointed out that there's no way Les Miles is going to come to Purdue. And uh, Tom Fernelli, I think he works for the, he works... Uh, he works for CBS Sports. That's what it is. But he's based out of Chicago. And I know he used to do our. I uh, used to do the Champagne Room, I believe, too, for okay. us in SB Nation. Yeah. So I was about to say Chicago Tribune, but I was wrong there. But no, he was saying like that's obviously not going to happen. And so we jokingly responded to him, shunned and unbelievers. He said PJ Fleck would be the best option. So I responded on the Hammer and Real Twitter. Yes, we shall row the boat. Down the Wabash, to the Ohio, to the Mississippi, to get less miles. Yes, and while I would like PJ Fleck, I would, I, I definitely think PJ Fleck would be. He's a I more realistic he, option, I think. Yes, he, he would be more realistic. I think uh, most likely it'd be Fleck. It's not looking like someone's going to be available right now. No, Texas A&M would have to collapse in order for someone to get fired and and make it available for Purdue, because then we'd have to buy out someone out of A&M. I think. And that's not going to happen. That's, no, if we have to buy out Hazel's contract. I mean, we could probably try to force Hazel to resign, but, you know, that's probably <laughs> not going to happen either. Uh, I, had, I had a good one yesterday when I think we were, it was while we were down 14 to 3. It was the, no, we're definitely not trying to find a way to frame uh, Hazel for NCAA violations. That way we can <laughs> fire him for cause. If, if somebody can do that for us, we're not going to stop you. Okay, in two years, we'll have a lawyer on our staff. So yeah, I, I think that makes it binding. Uh, don't don't ask us. Uh, don't don't add it. You know, I don't think that that makes it binding, but maybe it does. Uh, if Ledman, Ledman's not here to defend himself, so yeah, we we, we just assume he's going to be our lawyer when he's you know, he's going to do. We're going to have him on retainer mm-hmm. when Travis drops the uh, hot takes piece in a few years. I stuff. mean, how much? How much did it take for uh, for Walt to get 
uh, Saul on, it was what, a dollar to get walled on for that attorney-client privilege? So, I mean. Oh, yeah, and he had five, but he, then he had five bucks and he couldn't give him change. So he got ripped off there. Ah, yes. But, you know, just like true. a good lawyer ripping him off. And and I don't think that Ledman's going to help us start a meth empire, unfortunately. No, no so. I don't know. I don't know that kind of science, unfortunately. Ah, oh, that's right. You could. Oh, and now we have now we have Ledman being <laughs> being Saul Goodman. We've really fallen down a hole here. This is what happens when we try to talk about Purdue football, even after a win. We're just like, yes. I really want to talk about this. <laughs> we're like, we're like, wait, we can get less miles because he wants to get. So, but it's just so summarize. Sad. It's just so sad that the last three, four years of Purdue football, the highest point has been, holy cow, Les Miles has been fired. There's a 0.5% chance he could end up at Purdue. Like, that is the And that's probably point. high. <laughs> that's that probably is, a high percentage. That is the high point for Purdue football in these last couple years. Like, I was <laughs> smiling on my face when I heard about this. And it's, like, so sad that this is our high point, that he's getting fired from somewhere else and he's not even going to end up here. But how much would we love Mike Bobinski if he did that? I would join the John Purdue Club in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd be like, take yes. my $200. There you go. You you have me now. I mean, that that's a way to make a statement. You fire you fire Hazel and then you're like, "Yep, we're going after we're going after Miles and here's a detailed timeline for the Rossade improvements with the new scoreboard, the new South End Zone project, the lights, everything else. We're doing this." You had to make sure to emphasize the lights part, right? Uh, well, I, I've kind of accepted that they're going to happen. And shoot, even at this point, Burke said that they were going to happen once we get around to it. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to remember, when state, when other stadiums add lights, it's usually part of a, re- a renovation. It should have been it should have been part of like the 2003, 2004 renovations, but that never happened. And honestly, I can understand why they didn't happen back in, because most of the Big Ten still didn't have lights back then. I mean, Ohio State didn't have them. Michigan didn't have them. Michigan State still didn't. Purdue still has more night games in its history than Michigan has had night games. But Michigan's also it's, weird. And, they, beg, uh, they beg for noon games here for some un- godly reason you know back in 2003 another factor minnesota didn't even have their own off-campus stadium at the time true and i think at the time they were looking at adding a deck yeah they 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 were going to add the the plan was to add an upper deck on the east side and then phase three at the time was going to be an upper deck on the north end zone it would have put the capacity around eighty thousand. yeah so at that point it would have yeah there would have been no point to add lights at that point because you'd have to take them down to add the deck it's funny how we were back in just over a decade ago Purdue was thinking about adding seats and now and, took, <laughs> and Morgan took had to seats. take them out yeah I mean Morgan dropped a substantial amount of I mean I, I don't know, remember how many were in the south end zone but I know it, it dropped about just below 60,000 60, it was about 6,000 because I, from what I read those used to be the bleachers in Lambert Fieldhouse when basketball played there yes that's uh, true and then they needed extensive renovation and so Burke was like well, we're going to be renovating this in 10 years, so we might as well just take it down. And now we have Morgantown, the beer exactly. garden. Which isn't a bad thing. It'd be nice. It, to- has, it has mysterious powers, though. Because what happened last year, went to Morgantown, had a few drinks, and we beat Nebraska. Yesterday, we're struggling. I go to Morgantown, have two beers. We score two touchdowns yeah, and take last, the lead. Last year was weird because, like, the first two games I went to for Purdue were was the game at Michigan State and then Nebraska. Like, I saw them score more points in those two games than they did, like, the rest of the season <laughs> against yeah. the other Big Ten schools. I don't know what powers I brought suddenly. 
So we need Juan. We need to be drinking in Morgantown. <laughs> I will be there for the Iowa game for our most hated rivals. Oh, uh, there we go. There's your upset. I've also had a strange feeling about the Penn State game being an upset. I don't know why. Like Probably because earlier, Penn State sucks. No, Penn State is terrible. Michigan's quarterback, William Spite, said they ran the same play eight times. The exact same play, and he was trying not to laugh. That's nice. So, That's nice. I like hearing it, that. It's it's good to hear that, because uh, last year, you know, and coaches were saying anonymously that they had no idea what Purdue was doing. I guess Penn State can take those jokes for this week, at least. Well, very interesting. So there, there's our roadmap to a bowl. We beat Illinois. We beat Northwestern. We beat Penn State. And then we beat Indiana and get our bucket back. We need that bucket. Yes. I, I, it, it, and, it, and we're going to have to... If if Purdue beats IU and gets the bucket back, we're going to have to call a hazmat team to inspect the bucket because God knows what they put in there. In those- yeah, and, it, and it's been – this is the longest stretch that has been gone in almost 70 years. Yeah. And, 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 and I, that, the funny that's thing how is- depressing it is looking, looking at Hazel's tenure. That's a fireable offense alone is that – it is thinking that if we lose the bucket game this year, and I still kind of expect to lose it because I think Indiana is still a better team than Purdue. I will say oh, yeah. that quite honestly. I think Wake Forest is better than what people expected. Right. I mean, they're undefeated. If we lose the bucket to Indiana again this year, it'll be four in a row. It'll be the longest tie, the longest streak that they've ever had it. That was 69 years ago when they did nice. that. Nice. nice. Now, here we go. Another reason that we're getting less miles. The last time Indiana won four in a row, Purdue followed it with a 13-0-1 streak where they didn't give it back for 14 years. There we go. I'm okay with and that. And we hire less miles. We hire less miles with his success. Boom. Another run. Exactly. Although in the three years that IU has had the bucket, they probably still have been able to count all the P's on there. That's just true. Yeah. They're, they have trouble counting past five. And speaking of the bucket, one of the more hilarious ones that I saw in our mentions today, someone actually suggested that we, instead of if we can't get less miles, that we hire Cam Cameron. I mean, we've had that in the last couple of years, so anything would be an upgrade. No, 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 we're not hiring Cam Cameron. Cam Cameron <laughs> failed in in Indiana. He failed. He didn't go to a bowl one year because he was dumb enough to start Antoine Randall at receiver in their opener. I did not know about this. I'm, yes. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia. I'm just like, oh, crap. Never mind. Yes. I take everything I said. I yes. Cam Cameron's final season, Although they went five a, and six. He is a Michigan man. So, you know, there's a whole game against Michigan in 2017. But Cam Cameron, in his final season in 2001, Indiana went five and six. They actually beat I think I remember them saying that they would not go to a bowl, yet they won all five all three of their trophy games against at the time Kentucky, Purdue, and I believe Michigan State. Whereas Purdue would go to a bowl and lost all three of their trophy games to Illinois, Notre Dame, and Indiana. Well, they went five and six, and one of the reasons that they went five and six is in the season opener at North Carolina State he felt that it would be better to put Randall L at receiver and start someone else at quarterback than have the ball in Randall L's hands every single play. <laughs> and someone suggested that we have this man as our head coach. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your stunned silences need to stay when you do the edit on this one. 
Yeah, I'll keep it in there. I'm just... <laughs> well, because part of me is just like, wow, I was so ignorant to all of this, too. <laughs> Why the hell was I thinking that this was a good option? Shit, I even yes. told one of our readers that this might be a good option. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to take all of that back. Crap, crap. Yes, yes, yes. We would be hiring somebody who Indiana fired. Well, okay, so we got Nebraska laughing at us. Now we can get IU laughing at us. <laughs> you know, it's just part of the thing. And, and following that up with, if Hazel were to lose a fourth straight bucket game and then we can him and then we hire Cam Cameron who couldn't win the bucket at Indiana and we're trusting him to win it at Purdue... Uh, I think on that note, we should uh, probably start winding things down. Uh, one of the one of the positives that I did want to mention to people: uh, if you do get to West Lafayette, get over to Mackey Arena and see the John Wooden statue. They did an excellent job with it. I like where it's placed, even in the little alcove with the pyramid of success behind it. Uh, the landscaping around it looks great, and it's just a wonderful statue to look at. You can walk right up to it, stand next to it, uh, put some pictures up yesterday on Hammer and Rails, the, our site. Uh, yes, yes, we have a website. Imagine that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Breaking news. We're, we have a website. <laughs> I'm a little punchy right now, so... I had no idea. Put some pictures up at, at the site yesterday, and it looks great. Uh, get over and take a look at it. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's a nice addition to the exterior of Mackey Arena. just steps off of John Wooden Drive, and it's placed between the IAF and... The alcove is between the IAF, the Mackey Arena, and the new West club section that they build on to Mackey and it looks really nice. So I'm just laughing because you, there's a picture of you like trying to block John Wooden or trying to defend him and then in the background I see on the pyramid one of the things is self-control. I, I don't know if you were following <laughs> that Travis. Oh no I don't have any self-control. That that went out the window a long time ago. So Yeah we knew. <laughs> so uh, on that note do you have any final thoughts for us Juan? Not really. I, I just gotta say it was a great football weekend. Purdue won. Yeah. We got to see Nerd name lose to duke <laughs> yes that was <laughs> i i you lost michigan state got no, pounded at home against wisconsin although that makes me scared and, and one more time we have to mention for a good laugh not only did notre dame lose to duke they then fired their defensive coordinator and they are turning to greg hudson to save things <laughs> oh I don't know if, I, if I'll be including this in the cold open, but um, I mean, I'd have faith if Greg Hudson was a defensive coordinator in the SEC, then we'd know he'd be successful. But at Notre Dame, yeah, he's probably not going to do too, too hot. Well, it worked out for Jim Coletto the last time. Yeah, true. Yeah, all things worked out well then. Uh, anyway, uh, on that note, we're going to... We're going to call it a day. Uh, we'll hopefully have another one of these maybe after the Maryland game. It depends. But uh, if you're in the D.C. area, yeah, uh, I will be there. So will Ledman, our lawyer that's going to help us start our meth empire uh, once we get the science of that, all that going on. And <laughs> I probably should stop talking right now. I'm going to implicate us and get us in jail. Nah, I think we'll be fine. Who listens to this part of the podcast anyway? This is true. So anyway, for myself and for Juan, we thank you for listening. And let's go try and get a second straight, one of those elusive winning streaks when it comes to football.